Damn, Q. Baby, you did that. Welcome to the Oh Yeah Podcast with your boy, Mr. Oh Yeah, Detroit's number one ambassador. Appreciate you joining us for another episode of Real Stories from Real People. What up, yo? What up, yo? It's your boy, Mr. Oh Yeah, Detroit's number one ambassador, coming to you with another episode of the Oh Yeah Podcast, celebrating Detroit 313 Day. And here we coming live from the Cut It Out International Barbershop and Salon with your boy Al Wilson. Make sure y'all come check him out. And if he ain't cutting your hair, make sure you go down the way in the complex to get you something from Crack and Sizzle, baby. That hibachi rice is what it is. You feel me? And don't you forget, we are really here to celebrate three giants and what I would consider this episode to be heroes of the industry. Uh, my man, Leron Harris of Atlantic Records, my boy, OG Lamont Hayes of BWP Marketing, and my boy Drew Rives of Def Jam Music Group. Man, I'm glad y'all brothers are here. I appreciate y'all took a little time out in this snowstorm <laughs> to come kick it with us for a minute. I want to make sure I got my little, my bed is it working right? Because my little plastic came off. So I want to make it be good. We, Uh-oh. Okay, we good? Okay, cool. Yeah. So so, so let, let me do this now. And I want LeBron to back me up with this. Because <laughs> um, I think what you said is important. And I think Detroit is a very unique place because we understand that although we may work for this particular employer yeah. that that's what it is it's an employer you, yeah. you go hard for your employer you yes. do all those kind of things but there's much more commonality amongst us especially amongst us as black men come on now. you know what i mean so it's like even though it's a dev jam record yeah. and, and i I'm, i was always glad to see this kind of thing if there was ever a scenario where they were like well some people would hate on other people in their records mm. you would never hear about me or drew and Laurent saying don't put uh, that new, what's it, Corey Lorraine? Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one. You know, put put it in Lorraine. You know, we, we we never did that here yeah. in this marketplace. And again, I think it was one of those unwritten rules. You know, there's this thing about Detroit that's more of an internal family mm-hmm. than what Atlantic can't pierce or Def Jam or anything like that. So mm-hmm. when you said that, that you know, if that's the thing. You know, we were always told that black men don't get along. Mm. Backbiting, all those kind of things. I think for all us being here today, even with Leron being where he is, yeah. a thousand or two thousand miles away, yeah. when you called, when a black man called, we came. Come on, now. Yeah. and that's where we at. So I don't want to yeah. be preaching. Yeah. No, no, that. no. We need that. Yeah, I, 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 and, I, and don't think we do this for everybody. Oh God, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. One thing I recognize and. Lorana and I have had these discussions all the time, and I know you and I have relationships are everything, man. Yeah, yeah. And and, okay. and maybe that's a good start to this industry because or to this conversation because you know you guys have represented some of the you know well-known acts, whether it's Jay, Ti, you know, Aaliyah, you know, you guys have had them all, but your name is what you're putting behind everything, right? So it's the relationship. So you're right. I don't take this situation lightly. <laughs> and I knew what the phone call was going to entail. You know what I mean? But please speak to that at this level that you guys are on right now. How important has that been to be able to represent yourself in a way that people always respect you and they want to make that call with you? Well, me personally, I think it's one of those situations where you're guilty by association. So, okay. you know, by me having to run with cats like, you know, Leron and then, you know, my brother, I mean, my brother Leron and then Lamonte, you know, that, 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 that just made me, you know, that made me, because I'm born and raised here. That's right. I mean, 
I came in, I guess the route I came in was kind of abrupt where I came in and caused some trouble. So, uh, but it was his fault. Once again, okay. it was his fault. <laughs> Can we go back into history books? I don't want to talk to you podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. So, so and, and Leron, you, you got me up on this. So a lot of people- He wasn't there when, when, you, when you came and ran up on me at the store. <laughs> but, so. that, but, but that's what I'm saying. When he said that, I, I think it's important that we also- Foundation. Talk about that story. So yes. over, uh, you know, there was once a mall called Northland Mall. Right? Mm-hmm. And right across the street, there was a, a brick and mortar store called Blockbuster Music. And at the time, I don't think we understood what it was, but it was actually revolutionary because you can mm-hmm. go in and you can listen to the music. Mm-hmm. If you didn't want to buy it, then you can, you know, whatever. And, yeah. and, and what I do remember distinctly about that store is understanding at one time, weren't the annual sales like over two or three million dollars? Well, I mean, now that you mentioned it. <laughs> See, I wouldn't go get into so, that, but so, go ahead. So, so, so wait a minute, and, and, and you can go into it, but you also just have to understand you had an African-American male running a business that generated that kind of revenue mm. and what that really, really meant. At the time, now we were a little younger, so we were probably more into a lot of the pop and circumstance of it all, but not understanding mm. probably the real true business that was there. Yeah. But now that I look back at it, when I understood when an artist came to town, they had to go see them. You had to go because see those them. were the big dogs. Yeah. Now you just still had other retailers at the time that were important, but you want to get it popping, you got to go see Got to go see it. So understand that he was the, the captain of that ship, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Of that aircraft, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, and, I, and I had music land right across the street, which was really? a big, big, big dog yeah. at the time. So yeah. I remember music Yeah, 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 yeah. So they, they was running things over there. Yeah. So, well, so maybe that's it then. What was the start for you then? How did you get into this industry? Graduate at Tennessee State University, right? right? right. Living down in Nashville, and, but Detroit was always been home. Absolutely. Right? So, so what happened with me is that I was working for a, um, a hotel called the High Regency, right? I was the guy that was taking the food up to the to the room, right? I worked the room service. So every month there was this one guy who would come to the hotel, right? He would always tip me. He was a cool dude. He wasn't no funny business. He wasn't trying to whatever. But one day I just asked him, like, yo, what do you do? And he said, I work for a company called Uptown Records. Mm. I'm like, oh, okay, that's what's up. And at the time, I think it was like my junior year, and I'm trying to figure it out like everybody else. I said, so, and he came one month, and I said, yo, so... How does it work? Do I put in a resume? What do I do? How does that work? He said, give me your address. And he sent me this big old box of records. Mm-hmm. He said, I need you to get in your little car. I need you to go here, 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 and here, and give everybody the record and tell me what they what they said. Wow. And the record was a friend of my lady by Jodas. Mm-hmm. And a guy named Jeff Thomas. You know Jeff. Yeah. Did you know Jeff, Leron? Name sound familiar. Yeah, yeah. But that's, you know, he old school. And okay. <clears throat> once that started to take off a little bit, and... He said, okay, cool. And then he sent me like a check for like $500. And I damn near lost my mind. I, I didn't know, you get paid for this? Right. And then he said, okay, I'm a, he sent me, um, uh, it was a uh, Who's the Man soundtrack, right? Mm-hmm. If you remember that. Yes, I do. Party and bullshit. Yeah. He said, I need you to go to Atlanta and go to all these different places and give them the record. So this is what Freaknik was popping. I was like, and he got me a hotel room like at the Red Roof Inn or something janky and... <laughs> But I was like 20 something. So I was like, this, this, oh, this how this go? Then after that, I ended up meeting Johnny Walker at Def Jam. And we had just got to talking for whatever reason. And she did the same thing. She sent me a bunch of records at the time. I think it was LL Cool J. Remember um, Pick Cookies in a Plastic Bag? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. 
same thing. So then it just started to kind of go. Of I was the guy that was doing a lot of stuff in Memphis and Nashville, and then sometimes go to Atlanta yeah. and Chattanooga and all of that. Which I actually was doing the regionals work for like five hundred dollars a month, but it's fine <laughs> at the time because I didn't know what was what. But right, again, right. it just kept rolling after that. And then when I came home, that's when the evolution of what the street team thing was about. Okay, we just started getting money. You know what yeah. I mean, so I think you know, same thing with Leron and, and and the trajectory that I saw. How he and I don't want to tell his story, but it was kind of similar because he took this one opportunity and he created it to some whole other shit. Come you know on, man. So that's why I'm a super fan of LeBron. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because so when he tells his story, because I sat and watched him, and I was like, golly. And even like now, and I keep saying this to LeBron or about LeBron behind his back is they want LeBron to be the king, but I don't know if LeBron <laughs> want to be the king. Well, did, did he freeze? He's looking at me crazy. No, no. He he he's been trying to fight it for a long time. No, no, they want him to be the king. Oh, oh y'all hold up. We ain't there yet. <laughs> we ain't there yet. But he is okay. throwing you the ball around. So yeah, let's go there, man. Go ahead. You, you know, our first thing I want to make sure our listeners or our viewers see. I, I don't want to just let this roll over nobody here. Mm-hmm. You said first record you started moving was forever, mm-hmm. my lady, Jodeci. Uh-huh. That's history, brother. Mm-hmm. Y'all keep telling me that. Come on now. <laughs> we can't just bypass that right there. But, Laurent, please, what was your start, man? Now, granted, I know a little bit about this, but <laughs> go ahead and let us know, man. We got you in the music, man. Well, well it's parts that you don't know. So Good. Uh, I would be remiss to, to, to not mention, like, some of the key players that played an integral role in Laurent becoming who he is. So, like, Sean P was my first plug. You know what I mean? Mm. So, you know, major respect to Sean P. You know, fresh out of high school, 97, he was dating one of my aunts, and uh, he had the, the street team account. I didn't really know much about what he had going on. I just knew he was super plugged, and he was doing, he was working in the industry that I wanted to work in. So, you know, I made a proposal to him, and I asked him, yo, give me your work, because I, I need an a entry point to build my network. And I don't want no money. I did it for free. I just needed, you know, access. I would take all his records to the clubs. Um, and I would report back to him, give him his reports to get to the labels. Uh, unlike Lamont, you know, I didn't get $500. But I got access. I take the access. I'm, I'm forever, you know, grateful for that opportunity. Because, you know, without that entry point, it, it opened my eyes up to so many other things. I mean, Hubert, you know me personally. East One and Nottingham, bro, we didn't really have access like that to get into some of these doors that I had the privilege to get into. Um, that led to an opportunity with Mr. Jim Roach at Accessories Boutique. Mm-hmm. Much like Drew at Blockbuster, you know, I, I started off as a store clerk at the record store while I was in college. Ended up managing a spot, ran the numbers up, started building relationships. Lamont was your neighbor. So, you know, we had built a relationship just off of the neighbor, the neighbor vibe. But then the story kind of changed when I needed a favor from Lamont. Now, Lamont, he exposed me to a whole nother underworld. You know what I mean? So I got to mention, I got to mention Sean P. I got to mention Jim Roach. I got to mention Barry Bill from Chantonique. I got to mention my brother Buster. And I got to mention Lamont. Like, before anybody, it was those guys, you know what I mean? Lamont would take us to some uh, 
to some shady spots. <laughs> we get there. Hold on. Now. I don't but, remember. Wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> we gonna get there. Uh, I ain't gonna go too deep in in the detail, yeah. but but it exposed <laughs> us. It exposed us to a, a, a underworld that That's affects right. the the world of music that that we work. Um, yeah. While working at Accessories Boutique, Larry Oli called. I remember all this stuff like play by play. He called trying to sell advertisement to to the record store. I flipped that that cold call to the record store into an internship call, and uh, he said I need to talk to Spud. And I'm like, well, I don't know Spud, so I hit Lamont. You remember this Lamont? I, I, I yeah. <laughs> I say mm-hmm. Lamont, I need you to put a word in with with your guy Spud. You know, I want to intern at the station. Lamont put the word in. I mean, really, you know, really sauced it up for me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Spud, Spud put the word in with Vicky and Natina, who's over running Def Jam now. Um, and I interviewed with Natina. I interned at Radio One for six months, and I ended up working there for seven years. Mm-hmm. And then from that opportunity, a lot of different opportunities presented itself just from that radio opportunity. I, I linked in with Dennis Archer Jr., did the candy bar stuff. I was his street team guy for, for the candy bar. I went from being a street team guy to the door guy to, you know, the managing partner, you know, with, with candy bar that ran this course. Then uh, I did fashion party weekend with Rufus. From there, uh, I did icon with Moby and Baby Ray. And then we did uh, we did a premium and then we did a taste the pizza bar. And then, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I just jumped like, I don't know, that's from 97 to, to 2010. But I yeah. got I, I to rewind back to the record portion of it. I wouldn't have had the, the access that I had on the record side had it not been for Drew. Drew was one of the first people that, you know, believed in me early on. And, you know, <laughs> he exposed me to his world as well. And he shared, <laughs> you know. He shared what he had going on with me at a time that he didn't have to. So without any of those guys, there would be no Lorraine. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, kudos to you all. I pay homage to you all. And thank you for all, for, uh, for pouring into me. And I, I try to do my best to pour into many people as possible because of, you know, the love that y'all gave to me. We're going to get to that, too, man. This is a part of what I've been able to experience as we celebrate 313 Day this weekend and we've been able to see. And it's been really inspiring for real. Um, but before we get to that, Drew, we got to hear your story, too, man. Please break it down for wait, us while you're over wait, at Block. My story. <laughs> uh, wait, 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 hold on. No, before well, Drew get started, I, I left off a big piece with Drew. So, like, outside of, I don't know if we should really talk about this or not. So you tell yeah. me, Drew. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Let, let's just skirt the mound. We don't really got to go into detail. So a lot of yeah. the opportunities that, that y'all see in Detroit where artists, you know, getting the look in, in the Come industry, on. coming to Detroit, you know, we made a lot of sacrifices and, and put our careers and our livelihoods in jeopardy for mm-hmm. Detroit to have the access that it has today. And I'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to go a little deeper, but you know what to say. So <laughs> you ain't got to give us no details, but we're going to talk about that to me because I think that's very important as we celebrate this day. But please, come on, Drew. Let's see. Yeah, we'll start, we'll start with the music. I started at uh, Blockbuster Music. Um, well, it's actually Sound Warehouse. Okay. 
before it became Blockbuster Music. It was, uh, but yeah, Blockbuster Video bought Sound Warehouse and it became Blockbuster Music. So there was still a Blockbuster Video, but there was Blockbuster Music. So I was working there, um, started there actually as Christmas so. I ain't gonna get into the reasons why, but uh, started there as Christmas help, and then uh, they saw, you know, me hustling and doing my thing, so they brought me on full time. Uh, maybe give it about six months later, they made me a manager, shift manager. Then uh, a few months after that, they opened up the store over in Greenfield that Lamont was talking about, and they sent me over there to be a manager. Um, well, actually, as assistant manager. Then maybe after a month of the guy that was managing it at the, you know, really, I was managing it, but he was there just to, uh, I guess, bring me up, bring me in. And um, I did that and became the manager. And like Lamont said, I'm, I'm skipping a whole bunch of stuff, but Lamont came in, I want to say, with Lisa Coleman, mm -hmm. and they came in with Montel Jordan. No, was it before Montel? It was before Montel. Yeah, see, you don't even remember. It was before Montel. <laughs> I mean, he used to come in. I'm showing his age, you know I take, what, Was it Domino? Was it Domino? Sweet potato pie? Come mm -hmm. on, now. Uh, but keep going. So, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so you know, we, we started hanging out. We started doing things. Next thing you know, I mean, but all these, I want y'all to keep in mind one thing. All these names that y'all have heard so far from him and him yeah. are going to be mentioned again because they were key players in a lot of this stuff right. that yeah. went down and, and still are right. major players in, in, in a lot of everything that's going on right now. I mean, yeah. you heard Dennis Archer Jr., yeah. you heard uh, Sean P., yeah. I mean, you know, Jim Roach. Oh, my God, the history behind that guy. Okay. Uh, I mean, then not even getting into the stores that we work, the other record stores besides the store that I had, right. the Chantoniques and the, the, the uh, uh, you know, uh, Come on. Come on. Accessories. Accessories. I mean, uh, tires. Yeah. Okay. You know, so those, story, oh, I can't puff a red. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. How can That's, we just get puff a right, red? Right. But, but those stores, they were like doing their thing. So before I even got to my store, but to make a long story short, I ended up taking it to being the top selling store. At first, it was the number one urban selling store yeah. in, the, in, the, in the chain. Then we became the top selling store around Christmas. The Christmas sales like shot everything up and I had the number one store in the whole chain. Yeah. Uh, at, I want to say in less than a year. Okay. And uh, we went from there and they, they, I mean, they let me do some things that, you know, I probably shouldn't have been there. Like we had a classical room. I understand why we had a classical room. We were in Royal Oak. So, you know, we had a classical room. Yeah. I wanted to change it to a jazz room. Mm. They let me change it to a jazz room. <laughs> Just because I remember worked. that. And, and, and it took the sales up even more. Yes. Okay. So that, you know, that, that I started doing little things. I, I was, like Lamont said, I was young back in those days. So, you know, we was thinking of different things to do and different, right. you know, different things and making things happen. So anyway, um, Tim Spence. <laughs> Tim Spence used to come into the store and he would bring in posters. He would bring in music, uh, you know, and, and little swag stuff, you know, T-shirts and different stuff. Come to find out, Tim works for Polygram Records, which was PGD. Polygram Records was the distribution company, big distribution company, before it became Universal. So Tim was working there, and like I said, he used to come in. So, you know, then he bring Bill Walden in, 
And these guys started taking me to listening events and different things. And like, yo, next thing you know, they're bringing all the artists by the stores. I'm getting anybody from, I mean, anybody. Like I said, I mean, you mentioned Montel Jordan, Red Man and Method Man were there. Uh, 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 Adina Howard, uh, Incognito, the, the jazz group thing. Yeah, I mean, anybody was, we did an ISCO with Deion Sanders. Yep, I remember that. <laughs> Deion Sanders. Yes. Yep. Yeah, the only thing was, he wanted to sign his music. He didn't want to sign footballs or, or baseballs or anything. So yeah. everybody that pretty much showed up, it was only maybe about 100, 150 people. He got mad, came in, walked out, and walked right back out. It's like, are you kidding me? I was like, you still got fans in line. Right, right, but right, right. That's a whole other story. Yeah. So anyway, we had a lot of people come by the store. And like I said, these guys were inviting me to different things. Next thing you know, they offered me a job. Yeah. I say, we want you to come work for us. I said, huh? <laughs> you want me to give all this up <laughs> to come work for a corporation? I mean, yeah. I was in a corporation, but I was yeah. free to do, you know, I'm changing things. I'm making a difference. Right. You know, I'm meeting people. Yeah. Um, so they asked me to uh, come work for them, and they said, we're going to give you this, that, that, this, plus 5000 more than what you're making right now, and your first day on the job will be in Atlantic City, New Jersey. I'm like, what the? F Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. I told my boss at Blockbook, I said, I I'm done. Go. <laughs> I won't be coming back. I put in my two weeks, and went and worked for them, and sure enough, the first, there was a, Convention it used to be called Impact Convention. Yeah. And that was my first day on the job. Yeah. That convention was anything and everything. Anybody was anybody was there. If you was into music, you was making music, you was doing music, you was there. Puffy was there. He had just he was just bringing out Biggie around the time. Uh well Biggie, yeah, he was just bringing him out. Um or he was getting ready to bring him out. He had a total there. Uh Usher was there. Baby, uh, baby Usher. Baby, baby, these are just the people, but I mean, as you walk through the hall, you see, you know, people that you just grew up listening to, like, yo, that's wait a minute, that's yeah, right. And then next thing you know, you're in these rooms with these people, that's right. So, during that time, I think each each uh label had to come to us to present, do their presentations, yes, yeah. Um, and Def Jam just stood out to me when they got there. I mean, it was it was Def Jam. What was right. I going to say? Right. So I made sure I got to know Kevin Lyles, Julie Greenwald. Uh, I already knew Johnny Walker. Um, I made sure I got to know what it was. Uh, was I think Mike Kaiser might have been there, too. Yeah, Kaiser's still there. Uh, and it was one more person. Oh, did I say Leo? Mm. So I had to make sure I got to. Oh, and Russell was still there, too. Yeah. So Russell was there. Yeah. So, so big, was Big West still around? I mean, was he was he there? Even though he was there. He, yeah, he was there. He was there. Okay. He was there. Okay. I mean, he was he was at the event. He okay. took pictures with us. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, uh, so from that point on, I knew that I had to do something special with Def Jam while I'm at Polygram. Yeah. And my boss loved me. I mean, he gave me the green. He was like, look. Every chance he got, he was putting something in the air. Yo, this, you know, you know, pay attention to this one. He, he he's doing good things. He's yeah. he's making us, you know, look good. Yeah. So he's putting that in the air, and I'm putting it in the air, and then I got LeBron talking to Lisa Coleman. Yeah. Uh, 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 but everybody's talking. All these pieces are coming together. And what happens is Lisa Coleman decides to go to Arista. Mm -hmm. 
So I got a call from Johnny Walker saying, <laughs> "What's up, Drew? <laughs> I got a spot. Yeah, you ready to come work for us? Yeah. <laughs> like Johnny? It's like yeah. I was out. I was out. Man, it was in 1999, and I've been there ever since. Ever since. Wow. Ever since. So can we just hit again? I know this is a podcast. Yeah, yeah but, no, please. But, Come on now. But, but I think that's, that's, that's one of the most important things in music because – and me just looking at this. So in music, just like any other thing, you have different sides, right? So you have – I don't know if we call it urban, black, whatever, and then you have all these other mm-hmm. things. What Drew has been able to do in being, doing what he just said of being at one particular record label since 1999. It says a lot, huh? Amen. Yeah. This ain't just showing up at the plant. Ooh. You know, put these on time. You got to show them numbers. Because I had good people around me that, okay. that, that, that believed in me and fucked with me. That's what's up. I mean, this is my brother. I mean, we did crazy things together. Yeah. And, and, and this is my, we did crazy things together. That's what's up. Like you said, he, well, no, LeBron said it. Yeah, he had you some janky. Listen, we don't get to that. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Do you remember? And I'm I'm kind of embarrassed about this with LeRon. But me and Drew, we got in a car and we drove to Atlanta. To Atlanta. I don't remember what we was going to Atlanta for, but here's what I remember. And this is why old Dirty Bastard rested, so I still remember to this day. No, it wasn't ODB. But it wasn't old Dirty. It was Raycorn. It was Raycorn. It was Raycorn. So we in some club. I don't know how we get there. We just all, we were all around us, right? I done got pissy drunk. I'm throwing, I'm just doing, when I was young, I was doing dumb shit. Yeah. And I just remember looking up, and so it was Rayquan? It was Rayquan. But was Old Dirty there? He was there, he was there. But, that, but it was Rayquan that, 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 that yeah. That's why, that's why Ray, he just, he like, I saw him one time, he's like, I don't remember that shit. Bro. <laughs> I said, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, nah, man, I, I appreciate that night. Yeah, he looked out for me. How was we in Atlanta? Where was we going? I want to say Freaknik. But it was a lot of, yeah, I think it was Freaknik, but a lot of the record companies had stuff going on, too. And so that's why we went. We got into okay. the Def Jam stuff, of course, and okay. it was something. But I wasn't with Def Jam yet. So, but uh, they looked out for us. And there was a few other labels, but we was, yeah. Okay. Because okay. it was Greedy Greg that we were sitting with, and then all the Wu people was around. Right. Because Greedy Greg was a guy that had Domino. He was like a big crip in L.A., but he okay. was cool. I mean, he yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't know all that stuff. It's like, he was with Greedy, and then, you know, he lost a lot yeah. of weight. Yeah. I didn't know he was. I said, no, nah, he's he a, he a G like okay. like on some other stuff. But anyway, okay, you got the ball back. I'm sorry. Thank you. I appreciate you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Listen, but I want the people to see that because y'all are really just you can see on y'all faces. What? Y'all just threw yourselves back in Atlanta <laughs> oh, yeah. in the car. Well, you know what? Like I mean, y'all really can see yourselves doing this, and I think that's what I want to talk about is the experience. You know, getting up to the point that you guys have been able to make it there. Understanding your start and, and and probably some of the highlights of the career, all three. I don't keep my hand would jump in on this one, but you know, being able to work with who we as a culture have, as you said, looked at on TV growing up, yeah. listen to their music, been the soundtrack for most of our lives. You talking about Domino and <laughs> you, you throwing out name woo that you just right. you guys have had the opportunity not just to be fans of have a professional career working with Mm -hmm. if y'all can touch into that you know what did that feel like and what was that all about you know well i have one but i'm really it's one i kind of want to and i want to be specific because i'm curious with leron because god bless his soul but i i I know he was really good and close friends with with nipsey hustle right Mm -hmm. and you know that was a brother that 
you know, just I didn't know him personally, yeah. but just listening to his music, understanding his energy. And I'll just mm. say, like, for me, I just had to come to understand that they're just they're, they're people, too. Yeah. I, I'll never forget just my quick experience of going into Michael Powell's studio. Michael Powell, who mm. gave Anita Baker her start, he used to have an infamous studio in uh, Oak Park. Yeah. And yeah. I walked yeah. in yeah. one time and God bless her. So Aretha Franklin was in there cooking chicken. Mm. <laughs> I walk, when I walked in there, and she looked at me. She said, "Baby, you hungry?" I said, "Yes, ma'am." Yes, ma'am. I sat my ass down there, and yo, dog, I had. Ch-. But then, it, it it put it all in perspective. That's 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 auntie. She yeah. she's human. She's yeah. she's part of what we are. Is you know, as as our other good friend Special K says all the time in Interscope, we create culture. That's we right. are culture creators. That's just that's in right. our DNA. That's just what we do. That's yeah. that's why Leron again. I'm gonna keep throwing this at him. Why they want him to be the king? Yeah. Because he understands that, and that's what he's been able to execute. Same with Drew yeah. and all of the things that they've done. And I think sometimes when we're doing it, we're just doing it, but we don't know. You don't realize it in the moment. But huh? again, once you understand that we're all human, yeah. we all got feelings, we all bleed. I think once you get into that piece of it, and you get past the the uh, the, the fandom, and the I, fandom. I, 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 I hate to say this, but I was in shop right the other day, and I saw Mav Hoffa in the. Uh, in the grocery store, and I was getting ready to say, I was getting ready to group you out. Like, what up, man? You know what I'm saying? But I had to fall back. You know what I'm saying? I mess, yeah. I mess with dude. You know what I'm okay. saying? But, but again, not to take the ball, but I'm very curious about that same question punted to LeBron. Come on now. With a special emphasis on somebody that I still love to hear all of his music, man. Come like, on now. Well, so, I'm going to tell you, passing the ball to him is something I used to do as a kid, too, playing uh-huh. basketball in the backyard. Okay. He didn't really finish too well, dude. Oh, Let's see how he do now. Oh, man. Let's see. Come on. Bring it to him, brother. Oh, man. I got jokes, but, you know, we, we, we did that on camera, you know. He, he, he didn't introduce me with my proper title. It was actually dad to him. Oh, man. But, you know, uh, what was the question again? Because the joke yeah, threw me off. Understanding, you know, when you, I don't know if it's when you knew you had an important position or that you were able to recognize from being a fan to a lot of folks that you've been able to work with professionally, right? Just what that feeling has been like for you and that experience. And, uh, uh, you know, our OG Lamont specifically was asking about you and your relationship with Nipsey. Uh, the relationship with Nipsey, like, you know, he wasn't the Nipsey that he is now when we were in our moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we were still building that. And when he made his transition, it morphed into something else. Um, but prior prior to his transition and when we were working on the campaign for the marathon, we knew it was something special. And he was one of my favorite artists you know, prior to him signing with the label. So it was a, it was actually an honor and a privilege for me because I had met him maybe in 2014 in LA, uh, working on some stuff out in LA. We deal with a lot of the same people. So we had already crossed paths. So it was a full circle moment when we actually got to work together in a, in a colleague capacity and we connected on a human level. We, we didn't really connect on a, on a musical level. We connected as humans. We had similar interests as men. And then the music was the last piece to it. And he respected uh, my level of expertise and what I could bring to his campaign to enhance it and um, expose his product more so he can get to the to the end goal. Yeah. So 
while we were in that moment, I can't say that we really knew what it was. We had an idea what we thought it would be, and it turned out to be something bigger than any of us could imagine, if, if we being honest. Yeah. So, sir, what about you, Drew? Your, your walk, and, and, and like you say, once you got to that Def Jam moment, right, and you knew it was no more fandom either, <laughs> you know, it was just... Oh, that's, that, that was instantly. Okay. I mean, you just had to, you just pretty much knew that, I mean, I, that, that first week, when I told you I was in the land, yeah. that's when all the fandom went. After that, I knew that it was business. Yeah. From day one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, whether you're a fan or not, you can't let that shit show you, until right. you, you know, you, you just can't let it show. You know, you got a job to do and you got to make sure that at all times this precious cargo is being taken care of. Yeah. Because we were like, they, we were responsible for driving them around, picking them up from the airport taking them to the hotel, taking them to record stores, taking them to radio. Well, not taking them. Well, yeah, taking them to radio. Um, you know, just different things. So pretty much we were with them from the time we picked them up from the airport to the time they got back on the airplane going, you know, going Back home. to the next market yeah. or whatever. So there was no time to be a fan yeah. to, you know, be like, hey, man, I look, I really love yeah. it. No, it was, it was business. Yeah. Now, what would end up happening is once they see that you all about your business, you handle your business, and you making sure that they they're taken care of, they become the fan. Yeah, yeah. Man, I fucks with you. That's what's up. Yeah, that was definitely my experience for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah I fucks with you. That Jeezy pulled me to the side one time. We was in Chicago. I remember this. We were in Chicago, and he said, "Yo, I'll let you know for a minute." He said, "Yo, you good?" And, you know, I was a fan. Then he straight up looked me in the eye. And he said, "Yo, Drew." I fucks with you. Yeah. I said, man, come on. I know that. I got yeah. work to do. Me, you know, said, no, 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 no. no. I look, need you to understand. Look, right, right. Look, look at me. Yeah. I fucks with you. Yeah. That's what's up, man. I mean, you know, what you going to say to that? It's got to be a level of appreciation and understanding, the, exactly. you know, the exactly. moment and that your work really stood for something, exactly. right? Exactly. And if you don't mind me kind of bringing this in, because I think you touched on it a little bit, too, was... Um, professionally understanding the work, understanding the precious cargo, but still always be, remaining to be um, an expert in the field, exactly, so to speak, exactly, right? Exactly. Being really in tune to what was moving around oh, here. You, know, yeah. you know what I mean? And maybe yeah. if y'all can touch on that and how that how important that is. So when they coming into town, you know exactly where to go and what to do, you know, precious cargo, well, right? With me, once again, both these brothers played a big part in that because, yeah. like I said, Lamont was the one that got me in the club getting to know most of the djs and the, yeah. you know the other people that i didn't know because like i said i was on the 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 the, the, the uh, retail side so i knew all that i knew all those those the stores we mentioned earlier and all those people and the, the and gods and all those different stores i knew all that so that whole uh uh you know radio thing was, is a totally different monster mm. but what what happened was like I said, he was he got me in first, and then once this brother started doing his thing, we connected on that level. So yeah. I made sure I took pretty much anybody I could to his club, mm. and you know we made sure that it was good. And then we, well, cars or travel expenses or anything like that. All right, all right, man. I think the Statue of Limitations is up on all that. They just showed us love, you know. They, yeah. they showed us love. So, yeah. like you know, when you see pictures of me and LeBron together, and we with somebody, you know, like a Jada kiss. We, 
we showed them love. Yeah. He showed us love back. Yeah. You know, it's just different people. So um, it, it's, it's just funny. It's, it's funny how it all came full back circle, full. So right? even though it never left, yeah. mm-hmm. it all, everybody became an important piece in the, in the cog of making this shit happen. Yeah. So it, mm-hmm. it can never, I can never say it was all me that set this up. Set, no, I knew the right people yeah. to fuck with yeah. in order to make it happen. Yeah. Around, at the clubs. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lamont going to the club, meeting all the DJs, meeting yeah. all these extra people. Yeah. So it, it, it just all came hand in hand for me. Yeah. You want to touch in on that? No, 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 you no, was, you okay. know, and this is something I guess, I also just use a different term, but I think it's kind of the same. Like, and I tell this to even some of the, the records that I have, and I, I do my stuff a little differently. I'm not a big powerhouse like these guys, but <laughs> I say to everybody, my job is to de- deliver great customer service. Come on now. The artist is my customer. Yeah. So if you're my customer and you have an itinerary, like Drew said, my job is to make sure that you're satisfied when that itinerary is over. Yeah. And everything runs smoothly. My job is to to be the snow plow, to move the snow out the way so you can just walk in and everything is at ease. Yeah. It's funny because I was just with an artist. Matter of fact, when I went to go see LeRon, maybe about a year ago, I, I had with the Houston. Wait, yeah. wait, you live in Houston or Dallas? It's Houston. Houston, I get confused. Yeah. Yeah. And an artist, actually from Detroit, right? And she actually said to me, she's like, Mom, it seemed like, it's funny, but she said, when I'm with you, she's like, you're like my daddy. <laughs> like, you make everything so smooth and yeah. easy, and you know what I mean? And yeah. I said, no, that's that's part of the job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She's a new artist, so she didn't know how certain things were supposed to be. She would ask me questions, and, she, and I said, Remember that piece of paper I gave you? That's called an itinerary. Mm. Oh, I did, you know what I mean? So yeah. there's also an education process, right. especially with a lot of the newer artists, you know what I mean? So I think, mm. again, for me, it's just about just delivering good customer service. And once you understand that, then the rest will be It's interesting that you go there, uh, or that you mentioned that, because I wasn't really about to go in this direction, but I think it's very important. Because mm-hmm. I do remember some times, okay? <laughs> and I remember being an icon or premium one night, mm. right? And and these two gentlemen were together, right? right? Credit cards was flowing away. <laughs> it was probably some it was different life. Life. <laughs> I'm not going to say this guy's name, but again, uh, for people who haven't picked up on it yet, but Ron is one of my childhood friends. You were my neighbor, mm-hmm. and I was able to meet Drew through LeBron, you know. And to see all of you guys be able to work a certain way and keep that level of professionalism is quite inspiring. That's number one. Mm-hmm. But it takes me to how we used to rag on LeRon <laughs> with some of the acts he had to support, right? Because I don't know if most people know this, before LeRon got started, mm-hmm. he was a rapper, okay? Oh, really? LeRon oh, I didn't know that. Rapper. Are you serious? Yes, LeRon was on the rock, okay? Okay. Yes, I'm talking about at our high school, he shut down the talent show with a band, rapping the whole nine, so he, Grew up, we grew up listening to, you know, all the great hip hop acts, and we would argue about them, you know, Jay or Big, or, and I'm again professionally here now. I ain't gonna say one of these acts, but uh, uh, I had to say, man, how the hell are you pushing it? <laughs> so maybe y'all can speak it, cause I knew him. I knew what he liked, right? right? I know what's in, in him internally yeah, when it comes yeah, down yeah, to this yeah. hip hop shit, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure all of you have had an experience where you pushing a record 
when it's like, man, this is some bullshit, right? But you still got to have that customer service that you're talking about, right? So maybe if you could speak to that, you know, in one of y'all, just what that experience is like and how you still push it. I have never had a Def Jam record that I did not like. See, I don't know if I should take this. I, I, I don't know if I should take I this. Never had, folks say, never, never had a I don't know how I'm taking that, Ron. Come on, maybe we get a little bit more uh, uh, transparency with you, good brother. I mean, that that was the politically correct answer. You should walk off. I think you're running for mayor. You're uh, running I mean, for mayor, Drew, huh? And, you know, uh, honestly, Huey, like, you know, music is subjective. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what, what may not be for me might be for the mainstream because it's yeah. not about, you know, us and what we want or what we like. It's about what the consumer wants. And if the company feels, you know, passionate enough to put a budget behind it, we have yeah. to go and find an audience. So you you remove your your personal opinion out of it. And as Lamont said, we're in a service business, so we gotta we gotta service that client as if it's the best thing smoking, as if we're in love with it, because yeah. that's the service that we provide. Fair enough. I like that. You know, but the fun part was getting the nose, because you knew okay. This is the one I got to work right here. Okay. So you knew when to really put your elbow behind it and make it get get it done. Okay. Because we, we knew we can get it done. We know yeah. we can get it done. Okay. Now, sometimes it may not get to where they want it to be, but we're going to get it done. We're yeah. going to make sure that record is heard. Okay. So, and that's, you know, that's, that's one of the exciting parts about it. Uh, yeah. um, you know, uh, turning no's into yeses. That's yes, a big part yes, of our job. You know what I'm saying? We don't, yeah. we don't get compensated for service and layups. We get we get compensated for turning those and the yeses and making the impossible yeah. possible. Yeah, that's what makes it fun. That's what's up. That's what I, 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 listen, man. I appreciate y'all, brothers, man. Y'all know how to, you know, answer correctly. Well, I was gonna say. So let's let's be clear between these two good brothers. At the end of the beginning of the year, they get something called a W two. That's right. I get two ninety nine. Okay, so it's a difference. Right? And what I'll say is is kind of similar to what what Leron, And I'll be honest with you, I'm dealing with something right now. I have a record that is probably top 30 on the Urban Adult chart, and it's a dog. It ain't shit. It's mm. not. But we top 30. Yeah. I, and I have no idea even why it's happening. I right. don't. I, I just, so it's not about me. It's not about my, you know, you have to understand what the music is. The, the music is really supposed to be an expression from the artist, right? right. So who are you to get in the middle of the expression? Mm. Right? Now, And I had this conversation with even some programming. Like, look, dog, I get it. I totally understand it. But, and maybe it don't go this way. And I think what's good for us now in the music business, you have all these other outlets other than radio, but radio is always the, the cherry and the icing and all that shit. Always. But, but I, I, and I had to go back and show a couple of them, okay, well, we're going to do this, this and that, and I'll be back. I'll yeah. see you in, in, in six weeks. You know what I'm saying? But again, who am I? Who is LeRon? Who is who thinks that they're the best in the world, you know, especially some of them Radio 1 Accumulus guys, mm. who are you to get in the middle of an artist and their expression? Right, right. You know, and again, I know you got to protect your airways, but that's just not our job. Mm -hmm. You know, our job, like, like they both said, is because this also, I learned this too. I was talking to Sam Weaver last week. And me and Sam, we were just talking about back in his KPR as days. Mm. And he taught me this. He said, Lamont, my job is to tell you no. Yeah. I ain't never supposed to tell you yeah when you come in here. Mm -hmm. Your job is to tell me why I should say yes. Yeah. And as long as you understand that, I, you know, I don't take this shit personal no more. Because right, again, right, this right. is, and again, 
I'm 1099. <laughs> yeah, so tip. I ain't got to say all that that's shit. Right, right, so right. when the ones caught that do caught my phone, do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And again, I've also learned to be honest. You know, you have to even with, and I know they do too. They're doing now, but yeah. when they're on their calls, they have to be honest with their with their inner circle of the that's challenge right. that they deal with. You that's know right. what I'm saying? And then they still go get the information. They go down and and again, you gotta you gotta fight the fight different ways sometimes. Because yeah. again. I tell everybody I'm a super fan of LeBron, right? But I it took me about four or five months to realize well, I'm on TikTok and my favorite TikTok song. I said, God damn it, that's LeBron. That nigga that <laughs> snuck us again. It's cool when they do it. And I said, this motherfucker here. Not again. Whether it was him personally, whatever, but it's like mm-hmm. this nigga, and y'all. I said, I forgot that boy was on Atlantic. Come on, now. Them niggas don't talk. They just do all the motherfucking work. So, again, and now, it depends on how you look at it or whatever, but the artist and the, whatever, the drama, whatever, yeah. their job would expose the record. And, God damn it, that's what they do. That's did. what they do. Now, everything else that happened around that, the artist-wise and other drama, and because, you know, I'm, I'm starting to be very anti, and I understand social media is important, but yeah. I don't need to know everything about the artist. Yeah. I know I got to work with a time frame, but it's so much I got to work with and get to here. So let me go to that then, because I I think that part is important as well. Um, Ron in Atlantic, you Def Jam. I know you've been, you know, Def Jam Mm -hmm. and background as well. But if we could touch on the importance of y'all being able to work with one another and being competitors as well within this industry, Um, all being from Detroit uh, and it, but just understanding that relationships are great mm. and it's not always just you know, what you're doing with this record, you know, being able to tie in into having solid relationships and working with one another. If y'all can touch on that, I mean, be good. Why are you looking at me with that question? <laughs> <laughs> Drew, you hate no, no people? You, no, 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 go on. I mean, Leron and I, we used to go on the road together. A lot of, you know, labels, they sometimes some of them click up. Yeah. Me personally, I I was used to just going by myself. Just yeah. But me and my brother decided to hit the road and we've been hitting the road for how long? We is damn long near time. <laughs> long time. <laughs> long time. Yeah. Just hitting the road. Yeah. I mean, so you know, it wasn't no, you know, well. Uh, let's not go together because I don't want you to get your record and I don't get my, no. Yeah. We both had jobs to do and we knew we had to do, yeah. you know, doing well. Yeah. So we go into the radio stations, <laughs> brothers. Right. He, he go yeah. do his, his thing, I go do my thing. Yeah. You know, it wasn't no, okay, well, damn, who came away with that? Nah. Yeah. It's, it's, we going to the next city. Right. <laughs> let's see. We've been on the, top, on the road sometimes for weeks at a time, mm. you know, just going and hitting, yeah. hitting radio stations and doing what we got to do. So, you know, even a couple of tours we did together, uh, I think uh, the J and, uh, well, it, which, when they it had was, Jay, uh, It yo, was uh, the Blueprint remember, 3 tour. Remember mm. when we got to Cleveland and we went backstage and it was Jay, Le- LeBron, LeBron, and Rich Paul, all um, of us, Mike Kaiser. It was like uh, the who's who, you know, and um, okay. that, that was like one of the a highlight night of my career because because they they appreciated the value that we added to their movement and they didn't treat us like Uh-oh. we would just help you know what i'm saying like you know jay offered me right. a, a glass right. of champagne and told me to 
to loosen up you too. You too, you know, you too uptight. You know, you good. You with us. You know, you you're in the yeah. room. You know, you know how many people would want to get in the room. You in the room. You know yep. what I'm saying? You good. Yeah. 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 We was watching a. It was a fight that night. It was a fight that night too. I think we was watching in the back room or something. Yeah, it was. It was but a lot going on. I remember because it, it, you know, and usually you know. We're not allowed to bring somebody backstage with us and all that, but but the, the crazy part was I had already worked with Jay, so he knew Jay, and I pretty much came up with LeBron and them because I was working Cleveland at that time, and okay. so you know I knew all them cats. Yeah. So we walked in, LeBron, you know, I mean, uh, uh, LeBron gave you know Daps, and then Jay looked at me and gave me the head nod. Yeah. They gave you know Dap and yeah. LeBron. So it was you know, but this was not, it was nothing special. It was what we felt. I shouldn't say old to us, but we work hard to be in that kind of mm. position. Come on now. We work yeah. hard to get to that, you know, where yeah. where we didn't have to answer a billion questions. Why you back here? Who yeah. you with? No. Yeah. I earned the space. It was, man, yeah. it was all love. And yeah. like you said, that was a, a great, a great night. It yeah. was a, it was an incredible night for us. One of the highlights, one of the many highlights of both our careers. Well, that's yeah. what's yeah. up, man. Yeah, that, that, oh, that sorry, whole tour, that whole tour, man, like, I don't know everybody else's experience i can only speak to my experience yeah. but they treated me with a level of respect that that yeah. sticks with me to this day and mm. if i don't get that level of respect i'm out yeah and that, that was jay's camp jay's camp was was tight so okay. they they were they were you know on point like that y'all then kind of took us an oh yeah podcast we have what is considered to be the journey moment this is a journey and i think it's very important because in the social media stage people get highlights of your life, right? <laughs> and I think this is important where, you, you know, people swear you just got there. You mm -hmm. just, you, you know what I mean? Like you didn't work this damn hard <laughs> to, to be at Def Jam and to be in that room or Atlantic, you know, or your time there, you know, what would you consider to be your moment when you realize or a highlight, so, so to speak, that you knew, you, you know, all the hard work has kind of paid off to get me to this point. You and, and, and don't be, listen, I know you go back to Uptown. I know you go back. He was responsible for bringing Motown to Detroit for a big event that they had at the Club Network. Come oh, on. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that, that wasn't it. And I'll be honest with you. I, the one thing that happened to me, so my mother goes to a church called Word of Faith Christian Center. Right? We're familiar. Right? So this was back when they were over in that Palmer Park area. Mm -hmm. I forgot whatever the street was. I'm not the, probably the biggest church guy like I should be, but whatever. But the the time that I knew that I made it is my mother wanted to take four of her friends to Disney World, four church ladies. So I said, you know what? Find out how much it costs. I paid for it. Mm. Right? And one Sunday I went to church with my mom after they came back. And the way them old ladies made me feel, I didn't start crying. Just like that. <laughs> that's what's up. See, that's what the record business did for me. Yeah. Right? So the record, it also showed me a lot of different things. And to, to, to talk about the social media piece really quickly, I was in the south of France with my wife and some of them big boys, right? And we were. They just threw France in there. Oh, no, no, we was in the, no, no, we did the whole run. Man. It was I'm on our way to France. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> we, was, we was in the south, right? So we was in the south of France. We over in the boom band, Bach, we hanging the chef and all that. It was it was crazy, right? So I said, I was getting ready to get in the pool and I was getting ready to take a, a little selfie, right? Not full speedo, but just, <laughs> right? 
And then I said, nah, I ain't gonna do that. So one of my mans, he was like, yo, what's wrong? I said, yeah, you know, you gotta be careful. Cause actually I had an issue years and years and years ago. And I know I'm going long, but we got short on time. And it stuck when I had to shake this. I never forget Joanne. Remember Joanna Epic? What was Joanne's last yeah. name? Thompson. Uh, Thompson. Thompson. I used to have a little fancy car back in the day, you remember, okay. right? Yeah. And I never forget, Joanne used to say, Lamont, never let certain people see you in that car. Mm. Kind of stuck with it. But anyway, so fast forward to South of France, it, you know, I'm 40-something, and I didn't want to take a photograph because I didn't want to make it seem like yeah. I was flexing and trying to show off. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you what my man said. And this is my man that got the house in the Hamptons. He got the shit in Miami. He got the Martha's Vineyard. He got cake, right? Yeah. He said, Lamont, never apologize for whatever it is that you're doing because you obviously did something right to be here. Come on, man. Mm -hmm. Like LeBron and them said, because they just throw that J shit around like it ain't nothing, right? <laughs> they throw that Brian Brown around like it ain't shit, right? Yeah. But listen to them two guys that said, oh, we was in the room and Brian was like, yeah. And, and, and Rich Paul was like, yeah, because that's what I'm a fan of. That's yeah. that's the guy. Yeah. I, got, about I, got a, I got a super funny Rich Paul story. <laughs> yeah, he, that's, that's the guy. Yeah. But but you but you got to understand again all of the words that that we're really putting together what we say. And I still just want to throw this in there too. And after that, I'm done. What I learned living in the Northeast is see Detroit. I don't know if it's the chips or the Coney Island or whatever it is or the the DPS. See, we're different in the rest mm. of the country. So there's a certain level of, if you in New York, you for the D and I got time, come on, mm -hmm. right? If you over here, we there, I'm on my way. Yeah. See, that's some Detroit stuff. And I don't know if we can explain it because other parts of the country, they don't move like that. Yeah. So just like you said, if me and Drew go somewhere, he got a record or whatever, Drew, yeah. go first. Yeah. All right, go first, yeah. right? I can bring up the bat. And it's never, you never say, Yo, Carolyn, don't do this, or or yo, Michael, don't do this, because I need my shit in, Drew can wait. No, no, yeah. no, no, we don't do that. Yeah. And, and I always say this, and see, LeRon, what I didn't know is your scenario with Sean P, and this is going back to the street team days. Here was the three things that we were known for, me, Sean P, and Mark Hicks. I was just, just going to say, we ain't said Mark Yeah, Hicks. we ain't yeah. said Mark Hicks yet, right? But all of the days that we did street team, we never, and we never even talked about it, and I always laugh when I tell them this, we never backbit or undercut it or did mm. X, Y, and Z. If somebody calls that some slick shit to me on the couch that Sean had, I said, oh, we don't do that. Okay. And I called Sean. Hey, man, your man calling my phone, talking X, Y, and Z. I don't want that shit. Yeah. And we would yeah. do that back and forth. So there was just so much connectivity. And again, I'm giving energy to that. It's just some Detroit shit. Yeah. I just don't know. And there is yeah. a lot of, at least in the music business for yeah. me. Yeah. That's what I've experienced. No, I appreciate that. And I'm going to tell you, it's obvious that you've done this before because you take me to the route I want to go. Oh, no, no, no. I you know well with yeah. this point guard. Oh, no, 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 I got you. I got you. It is the Oh Yeah podcast. And I don't know if you heard that the people trying to call in and ask questions right now. But we're going to have to wait. Feel me? Right, right. Wait, wait. You do it. trying to build this. But before you jump in, we can't mention street teams and independent reps without shouting out T the pimp as well. That's the home. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 Uh, yes. I don't want yes. nobody to feel slighted because we all got yes. relationships. Yes. 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 T the pimp, Mark Higgs, and yes. Sean yes. P, and anybody that I may not have mentioned, but those three I got personal relationships with. No doubt, and no they doubt. All, yeah. you know, And they, they all did their thing respectfully. 
Yes, yes that's yes, what's yeah. and, and I'm sorry, I know I'm trying to be short on time. So I got I got to tell you the pimp story, right? So I'm up at I'm, we're here with, I'm, I'm up in the Sony building, right? I'm with Greg Baker, right? With Rodney and all them was still there, right? So Tommy Matola comes down, stage. Mm. So they say, hey, Tommy, we want to introduce you to our guy in Detroit, blah, blah, blah. Because me and Greg had to go somewhere and do something, right? So Tommy tells him, hey, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, so you from Detroit? So he says, do you know Tina Pimp? Mm. I said, yes, sir, I do know Tina Pimp. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And I said to myself, I, I wanted to tell him, like, I think we need to get a new name because I don't know if I want Tommy Matola knowing you as T. Tommy Pimp. Matola, yeah. But yeah, he, he sure did. He said, Do you know T. Pimp? Just like that. I said, Boy, you must got some clout. I, said, I didn't know no damn Tommy Matola. Right. right. But yeah. you know, you, you're 100% on that. That's, that's yeah. Yeah. correct. He that's what's that's what's he up. had Wayne State on lock. Got to give yes. him a flower. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what's yeah. up, man. Well, again, I think it's a great transition because my attempt of building this up just to, of course, honor and respect you guys' journey to getting there. Um, and, of course, we could have threw out all the names, you, you know, that y'all have had the opportunity to work with. Um, but I thought it was important just to acknowledge the walk, right? Mm -hmm. And and more importantly, I got a story. Because, again, Ron and I were pups. Mm -hmm. And you was just my neighbor. You, you didn't, again, owe us nothing. Right. And I remember just graduating from high school. I, I was happy about my prom suit, okay? And you said, what y'all doing? I got these tickets for an HBO party <laughs> on what we're at, what is called, uh, Ron, help me out, uh, Blue something is still there right Club, now. Club Blue, Club Blue. Club Blue, or it could have been where well, you and Archer with Chocolate City or whatever. Uh, it was, but it was uh, two floors. Club. No, oh, that, that was Club Excess. Club Excess, okay. It was two floors mm -hmm. of Industry Connects, and I'm fanning out in this boy, you know? And, and I put on my prom suit, okay? I'm feeling yeah. good up in here. You, you know what I'm saying? I do I, not remember this. But listen, okay. there was me, Ron, and, my, and, and shout out and, to our good brother, Aunt Morris, who yeah, went to Ant. this party. Big Aunt went to this party yeah. with us, and we in there. I'm talking about we in the room, right? And it was I don't the think third, I it was the third floor. <laughs> it was the third floor. It, it was so the private room I think, floor. I think what he's going to is this was just after the Lakers beat the Indiana Pacers for an NBA championship. And I'm in the room. Huey ain't never been ashamed to shoot his shot. And I'm giving it the one twos to this one. <laughs> Drew, this woman was fine. I got on my prom suit, cuz. I know I'm in the room. You feel me? And she giving me a little feedback yeah, yeah. until old Jalen Rose come walking in. <laughs> you hear me? Jalen Rose come walking in and all the attention I was getting just slowly changed. And it let me know, boy, you got some work to do, okay? But I was in the room and I felt like that was important because yeah. what we experienced and what we were able to celebrate 313 Day in this weekend, I had the opportunity to see you working with some new and upcoming folks mm -hmm. that are, and being able to kind of give the game away, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because of your experiences. I know you and LeBron had an opportunity to go sit with Russell at Harvard. Uh, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But it was about giving the game, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Because a lot of folks feel like, well, I got to be the rapper. Or I gotta be this, yeah, but there yeah, are other yeah. opportunities within this right. industry, exactly. right? Yeah. And maybe if we could speak to that, y'all, and, and and being at the level you guys have made it to, the respect that y'all have in the industry, and your willingness 
to pass it on mm-hmm. to the next ones coming down the line. You, I think the city of Detroit needs to hear that. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what I mean? Especially with the love that we getting right now within the industry. So if each one of you could kind of touch on that. And again, I know we're working on time, but I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't bring that up. Well, none of us got here alone. You know what I'm saying? And we all need each other. Ultimately, yeah. I think all three of us have a great understanding and understanding of that. Um, so we just paying it forward, man, because it was people that paid it for it to us. Yeah, so yeah, we just yeah, returning the favor. Like, and that was the same. Just like, yo, I don't want nothing from you. I just want you to do the same in return for the people that come out coming after you. And like, yeah. I know we short on time, but like one of my real career highlights, not like a fan moment, was taking T.I. to the hood and taking Trey Songz to the hood and doing yeah. uh, back-to-school drives. And, and we did that together, Huey. I don't know if you remember that when we was doing our, our change movement thing. But, you know, yeah. we went on, on Kirchenville and, and Van Dyke in the heart of the hood on the east side, and, and we did that. And we That's showed right. them, you know, what what is possible. So, like, those philanthropic type of moments mean the most and aspiring people that come from disenfranchised communities, showing them what the possibilities are. You don't have to just be an artist. You don't got to just be an athlete. There's a lot of opportunities to, where you can make a great living and exploit your grit and exploit your gifts by living in your authentic purpose. That's what's up. We, please, go ahead. I, I was going to say something else, but go ahead. Oh. Come on. I was sitting here thinking about, you all can remember, there was a, uh, a, a person by the name of Calvin Ventura. Mm. Okay, So Calvin Ventura was like this mysterious record person here in the city. And he, he was old school, a little ponytail. And, but he was one of the ones that, like when I was coming along, trying to get a meeting or a conversation with Calvin is like almost, he's like mm. this mythical creature, right? Okay. But what I didn't find out till later on, I guess, in, I hate using the journey part, but in my walk or journey or whatever, is Calvin was doing so many things that was helping me. Mm. And certain doors were only open because of Calvin. Mm. Because Calvin said, no, that Lamont guy, he out here working. That yeah. Lamont guy is doing... And I was trying to understand, how did he even know all of this? Yeah. But now that I've gotten older, right, I know how he knows. It's kind of similar to how I know. I know more what goes on in Detroit sitting on the couch in New Jersey than mm. probably people who are in Detroit because of the relationships and how certain information is going to get passed along. So I, I, I just think about Calvin and what Calvin did for me, right? And again, I, I only think I've talked to that man five times in my whole life. Mm. And each time, and, and I, I got, I probably should tell this story, but when I was at MCA, mm. At 888 West Big B, where I remember I had got some of his mail. It came to the to the office, right? I don't know why, and I opened it up. And let's just say it was a very large check. Mm. Right? It was large. I had never seen a check like that in my life. And I called Calvin. And I, don't know, I still remember his phone number to this day. I don't know why. And I said, Mr. Ventura, um, I have a piece of mail that's here for you. He said, well, what is it? And I didn't tell him I opened it, but I always said, I said, see, you want me to open it? He said, open it up. And I told him what it was. He's okay, put it in your desk and I'll come get it. He came got like seven months later. (laughs) 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 Seven months later. And it was it was some zeros on that boy, right? But again, and even when he came, he was probably there like three minutes. All right, thanks about see you later. But I found out later that he was doing so much for me in the background. So again, like LeBron said, that's our job. You know what I'm saying? And not to 
as I get ready to do the punt to Drew, because see, Drew does the same thing, and he does it. Well, he does know, but he does it. Because there's just one young lady who I'm a super fan of, of how she moves. Mm-hmm. And the only way I know her is because of Drew. Okay. But she told me one day that she was doing X, Y, and Z beforehand, but I didn't – I guess I didn't pay attention. Mm-hmm. I didn't know yeah. she was around. Yeah. But I think we I think all, I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, no, I love her. <laughs> I know this talent. Huh? I know this talent. No, no, you she, know this talent. She joking. I like her. Man. I like her. She, she yeah. like a little energizer funny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, and she moves with shake. And and also give her her props because again, she's a mother and a wife. And I'm like, yo, dog, that's, that's a lot trying to do yeah. this and have all of that. Absolutely. So, you know, that's just my story. I'm sticking to it. Okay. Um, I mean, they pretty much said it. It's, okay. it's the people, you know, that we had around us that 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 did the same thing for us. You know, the the, the Gordon Aldersons, the the Kelvin Venturas, the the Rudy Greers. You know, the, the, those guys that brought me in. But before them, my man Tim Spence, I got a shout out again, and then Bill Walden, Bill Schulte. Them guys saw something in me yeah. that that got me going on damn near 30 years in this business come on now. you know so where, where i thought i wanted to be a rapper or play instrument or you know th- there was something else yeah that god had planned for me so going from a record store to to where i went to just meeting all these different people that took me by the hand and said look this is what you do this is where you move this i mean look we got in the car and drove to atlanta Come on. I think we did it to New York one time too, didn't mm-hmm. we? Sure did. We just drove to New York. Yeah. Was that the that was the Def Jam Christmas party? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, just getting in the car, not knowing yeah. we ain't got no tickets, <laughs> no, no, no nothing. Wait, wait. We know it though. We know it. And it wasn't no no ways of that. We had to use Max right. and shit there. That's, right. That's right. I mean, but we went, we got there, then once we got there, we were taken care of. Yeah. So that in turn, you know, it wasn't no easy road coming up. So yeah. I knew that the people that helped me get to where I got to or get to where I am yeah. damn near 30 years, I have to teach those those coming up behind me the same thing. And I, I mean, I don't get on social media. I, I'm not a big fan, but I probably should because all three of us, well, Lamont does, uh, Leron does. Yeah. But, you know, maybe we should say a little bit more or, or, or yeah. teach a little bit more, but I mean, People know where I'm at if you need me. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I ain't never shy away. Yeah, if, you, if somebody called me up, yo, uh, you know, can you tell me? You know, I'm I'm here to help. Yeah. And it's and, and it's always been about the city for me. It's always got you know I got tatted on my arm. Yeah. It's always been about the D for me. When Le, when LeBron and I got together, we said, look, we got to do something for Detroit. Come on. And I mean, we we did it. We did it. We probably still should be doing it, but we ain't doing it. <laughs> but but we did it. Right. And I mean, it's, it, it felt good. Yeah. It felt good. And, and, you know, just knowing that we can move on and take the next person with us and then teach, you know, another person that's going to teach another person that's going to teach. Her. Like he mentioned Chantel. She's a beast. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I yes. taught her to be that way. She, yeah. she, she, not that she was wrong when she, but, you know, she needed, you know, that guidance. Yeah. I, I didn't give her no, you know, no easy road. Yeah. I, I never gave anybody an easy road. Come on. Because in order to get to where you're going, you got to know what you got coming to you. Yeah. You, you got to know the pitfalls not to fall into. I get you. The, the rivers that's too deep. Yeah. You know, so if I'm going, if I'm here to tell you, yo, I've seen this scenario before. Don't do it. Yeah. That's what's up. And it helps you. Yeah. I've done my job. Yeah. And I'm sure there's been some folks who didn't listen. Oh, if you know what I mean? <laughs> I've seen a lot of come and I've seen a lot of go. That's what's up. 
it, it's funny now because now you can tell, you can you can look in their eyes, you can yeah. look, hear their voice whether they're gonna be. A, yo, this one might be a little. <laughs> but but at the same time, you still got to be able to say, you keep that professional jacket on. Yo, yeah. you know what? This is what you should be doing. This is how you should move. This is how you should greet the radio person when you. This is you know. How you you know you teach them? You just grooming a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and hopefully they, they get the guy. Exactly. Whether they want to listen or not, that's a whole other story. So yeah. hopefully they listen to pay attention. And I've seen a lot of them that have done it. So and, yes. and you know that's what's up. Well, I, I will say this. Um, number one, thank you to all three of you guys. You know, f- for that, and you know y'all being rooted. And I think Lamont kind of touched on it as well. Ain't no place like Detroit, man. You, you, you nah. know what I mean? Yeah. You know. There's places around. You got some cigars for us? Come on, you know we love the cigars. That's a whole other story. He don't want to introduce me to smoking cigars. But, you know, there's places I've been around the world where you can say it's similar to Detroit, uh, but it ain't Detroit. It ain't Detroit. And it breeds a certain individual. Yeah, yeah. And and you hear stories all the time where people all around the world say, you can tell you from Detroit. You know, you, know, you can tell you from yeah, Detroit yeah, because yeah. of your grind, yeah, your work yeah, yeah. ethic, your, you know, to a certain extent, them bootstrap stories, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe, you know, and we could kind of get ready to close this out here, but speaking to what you see in the music industry now from Detroit and how people from all over want a piece of it because it wasn't always like that, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think y'all had to walk through that process. And as they said, blood, sweat, tears, and sacrifices yeah. were trying to put the city on to kind of see the fruits of that labor, so to speak. You, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you got the, I mean, we can, Icewear Vessels, the Cash Dials, the Big Shans, mm-hmm. the, you, you know, Babyface Ray. You, you know, I know a little bit about a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Cino. You, you, you know what I mean? These my, are all, my guy. Come on my now. Guy right you, you know what I mean? But to see, you know, us Yo, kind of getting that look is now. To see what kind of businessmen they are now. Like, Cino's a yeah. you know, serious businessman. Cino, no, we're going to have him on the podcast, too. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Hey, come on. Hey, let, let's just run down the list, man. Shout out to Pedro oh, Giovanni. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Shout come out on. to Cino. Shout out to PZ, Babyface Ray. I know some younger ones that I'm not familiar with. But, yeah. uh, you know, those four, uh, Ice Wear Vezo, man, it's amazing to see what him and Chanel are doing, you know, with mm-hmm. him getting yeah. in the film mm-hmm. and the acting now. Like, I'm yeah. so proud yeah. of, of everybody. Chanel, you know, what she's doing with Angela Yee. And, and I got some personal people I got to shout out that I, I Come just on. can't conclude without doing this. My man Wood and Bossom, my brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. They, they exposed me to a whole nother world that opened me up to something else. And like yeah. I said, none of us got here alone, but I know for me, everybody that I mentioned played a very pivotal role in exposing me to something that I didn't have exposure to that, that challenged me to, to become what I'm becoming. I'm still not what yeah. I'm going to become. Yeah, that's what's up. We, we, we're not shouting out because I don't have any shout outs. And I'm going to pick it back a little bit off LeBron, but I'm going to add a few more on the list because I, and, and again, everybody knows I'm a Chanel fan, but there's also, there's a class up under them that I see, like you said, you know, with Babyface Ray, Lil Kid, Baby Money, um, Skilla, uh, Tay B. A lot of these dudes, and, and I'll tell them all, like, yo, like your music, I don't get it. I don't understand it. But yeah. what I'm here for is to support you and Come what on. it is that you're doing. Yeah. I say, hey, your music might not be for me. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? I'm, mm-hmm. 
I, I still, I got Biggie on my shit. You know what yeah. I mean? But but you're from Detroit, and I'm understanding when I walk in a room and I see three thousand other little kids screaming and hollering, and yeah. and even just having a conversation the other day about this kid Baby Tron. Yeah, I ain't know nothing about no Baby Tron. My son is on this Baby Tron, heavy, yeah. and not just in the D. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So just seeing what Lando and them is doing, how all that stuff is shaking. So again, like I said before, for me, it's about we're here to give good customer service to those young people, and even some of the older, well, some makes it to be older, but, right. and help them along in, in, in their path. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because you also get to a point in life where you understand that everything ain't always about cheese, yeah. right? Because, yeah, we would probably all like to have more, but once you get to a certain level of being around those that really have it, you understand that ain't, that's not it. Yeah. If it come, it come. Now, you got to make good living and you want to be okay, yeah. but I also try to explain, like I said on the stage the other day, you know, just something as simplistic is, you know, and the ones that are out here doing well, um, could you file your taxes, please? Come on now. Can you just give the people a little bit of money? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you can't go to YouTube and take a check for 40000 or 50000 and not get yeah. out of there. There's no money. When you said that the other day, you saw Oh, the young they was like, oh, why you say that? Because yeah. some of our good friends that we all know, I mean... As even I have my own little issues, but I'll never forget what a tax attorney he told me. And I said this to everybody, and hopefully this helps somebody. It is not illegal to owe. Mm -hmm. It is illegal to not file. Come on now. You can go to jail mm -hmm. for not filing. They can't put you in jail if you owe, if you're talking to the people. That's if right. you're giving a little bit of money, X, right. Y, and Z. It's a difference. It's a difference. Yeah. So I think those are just some of the basic things that we have to teach. Because again, what no handbook none of this. Yeah. Like LeBron said, said, none. Yeah. We're just trying to figure this shit out. You yeah. know what I mean? So I think, again, for that, you know, that's part of our, I'm going to throw them in the bus with me, of our responsibility of where we are now. Come on. You know what I mean? Because people look up to LeBron. Like, LeBron, what do I do? They look up to Drew. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And if another motherfucker called me Drew like they did the other day, <laughs> It's fine. I don't even get mad no more. I don't get saying they was doing that from the beginning. Oh, that's true from Depth No, it's not. That's not true. I don't care. But you know, once you get to me, it's like, oh, yeah, I didn't really know. You know what I'm saying? But but again, that's just that's that's part of our responsibility. Well, I appreciate that. And I feel like that I don't know a better way to close this out, but to say just that A1, thank you. Um, that y'all have been in a position to be in those rooms to not just speak for music globally, but for Detroit, right? And to explain to those in those rooms that everybody can't get in okay. how important this market is, was, and how we're able to see the reflection of that now, you know? Yeah. But if somebody wanted to tap in to y'all, I know you said everybody don't got that <laughs> number with you. <laughs> because I, had, I will say this, and I'm thankful for I had a lot of notes. <laughs> I done a lot of research on all three of y'all. And respectfully, even knowing y'all two personally on a different level as well. But I'm glad this went a different direction. Because just saying that Jay-Z's and Mary's and T.I.'s and Nipsey's, I think just kind of, you know, throws it off as, as, as just trying to sell something. Mm -hmm. The way it was brought up in conversation. And y'all just talking about y'all lives. Mm -hmm. It's just what happened. I think that means so much more than kind of advertising it in that way. But uh, if y'all could go ahead, because everybody phones and buzzing, but you know, just if people want to tap into you, how can they follow you? What's next for Drew and Def Jam, Ron, Atlantic, or some of your other 
Victories, BWP, and I remember Big Willie. Come on now, Ooh. and the Letterman. So you you know just any of those things that if, if you can and willing to shout out when people know how to tap in with you, we would appreciate that. Uh, you can hit me. I uh, believe it's. I think it's a D R U D A D A everything. I believe. Okay, it, I could. Drew Dada. <laughs> uh, so I think that's everything. And then um, what's next for me next year? Yeah, Def Jam will be celebrating forty years. Mm. I'll be celebrating 30. Mm. Let that sink in. Mm. 30 years with Def Jam. I, I, I mean, I'm just throwing numbers out, you know, but I mean, yeah. as far as uh, we got, we got, you know, the people that's in control right now is yeah. running things. I mean, we got some shit coming. I mean, we, okay. we got we got a lot in the barrel right now. Yeah. Um, but we got some things coming that's, uh, that's going to blow a lot of people's minds. It's going to, you know, move us back into that top three spot. We're coming for you, Atlanta. Okay. <laughs> We're coming for you. You know what they say, never wake the sleeping, the sleeping giant, but we done woke up. Man. We coming, baby. I like that. I like that. We're Please make sure you come spot. back to the old year podcast and we can talk about it. For sure. Go, Go ahead, Ron. You know, Draymond Green said it best. You know, the, the Golden State invitation was, uh, is open until further notice. You feel me? <laughs> Now, uh, I, I got to mention my little brother, man, because, you know, he kind of got the keys to the city. Well, one of the people that got the keys to the city, DJ BJ, man, he played yeah, uh, yeah. a very important role in Detroit, you know, have yes, the position that it has. We're breaking some of the, the newer generation acts. And it was people that came before us that we didn't mention. So I don't want nobody to feel disrespected. Um, shout out to all of y'all. Uh, shout out to Rose. All my guys that's doing great business that that come from my tree. I'm just gonna speak from the people that come from the tree that that we built. You know, yes, JD, sir. Thomas, Rose yes, sir. at 218, yes, uh, sir. and Burn Rubber, and uh, DJ BJ and Lieutenant Dre with Piece of Cat Max. Yes, uh, sir. Yes, who am sir. I forgetting? Thomas, JD at Empire. You know, we got some good fruit that came from this tree. Uh, AC, <laughs> AC, good who. Um, AC, where is she at now? She she just left she Radio Boston. She had uh, the 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 uh, the blog. Um, it's ah. one of the big ones. It's a big one. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On. Shave room. She, she's the room. head. Yeah, she's the head 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 of content at Shave Room. Yeah, AC at Shave Room. Uh, Pageon doing an active thing. You can yeah, catch yeah. on BT. Like we we had some some good fruit that came from our tree. Um, yeah. And if you want to get in touch with me. You can find me at IG at I am LaRon Harris um, on Twitter, LaRon Harris, Facebook, LaRon Harris. Uh, but, you know, musically, if you're really trying to make something pop in the city, get at Dr. Darius, get at BJ. You know, mm -hmm. those guys got the keys. You know what I mean? Trying to talk mm -hmm. to, to a Lamont or a Drew or, you know, even a LaRon at this point, it's not going to help you because we don't have the time to really push you in the right direction. You need to talk to people that that you got access to that's right there that can mm -hmm. help you build the profile to where, you know, we can make a phone call and say, yo, y'all need to look into that. Yeah. You know, we did our part and we continue to do our part, but we fight in a different fight at this point of our careers and this point of our lives. Yes, that's sir. what's up. Appreciate that level of transparency too. 
my son. I'm so proud of you, boy. To to see from where he came from to where he is now, what is man? You, you, that that just feels good. Don't it feel man. good to see your man go yeah, ahead. Like he just and all the people he named to see what they were at, at teenagers. Yeah. Uh, BJ was what six, seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. was was sixteen. Uh, 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 all of these were young. These were kids. Yeah. And to see where they are at now, what they're doing, and, and what. Oh my God, man, this is a beautiful and, and thing. You know what, LeRoy, and, and I'm sitting up here like, man, I, he's right, because even the panel the other day that I did over there at um, for the weekend thing, you know, how BJ, when he was a moderator, and just, uh-huh. and I, I posted about this, you know, I appreciate him being able to keep the train on the track. Yeah. You can just tell the, because the, the, we were given a set of questions. Uh-huh. Ooh, that ain't what he did. <laughs> he knew how to steer the, the car in That's the right good. direction. Mm-hmm. And you can just mm-hmm. tell the poise that that young man has, mm-hmm. the, the experience that he has, and just how he does and says certain shit and how they move. And then you just, you, you're right. I'm sitting there thinking about all of those guys of, of how they kind of, you know, come Navigated along. Navigated through this. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think, again, for me is, you know, I'm simple. It's bwpmarketing.com. All of our stuff is on there. You can click that or click this. But, you know, just understanding you know, kind of what we we've done, and and just you know, uh, one of our pal kids. I do try to do a lot of stuff still with some of the pal kids on the west side. You know, there's a little saying is that we're not statistics. Mm. You know, statistically we're not supposed to be here. Mm. Statistically, Leron is not supposed to be an employed father who's who does this in the community. Mm-hmm. You know, you Drew, we're not supposed to be here. Yeah. We're, we're supposed to be outside selling dope, or yeah. dead or jail or. And we're not, we're not yeah. statistics. So I, I, I just kind of want to close it out with that because you all get me in trouble right now. That's what's up, man. That's what I, get it. I will say this. I think I got one more. I got one more. Every time I Come say on. I got one more, I think about somebody that played a role that don't get the recognition that they deserve. The partnership and the alliance that I formed will prevail at Collective Studios. Yeah. They, they gave us an opportunity to provide Detroit with access and exposure to to you know, A-list artists that we didn't have before. So yeah, shout yeah. out to uh, Prevail, and uh, he got his new uh, club restaurant, Prevay, about to open. Shout out to Bravo. They just opened District uh, 78. They got Society yeah, yeah. and Debo's. So like I said, some good good fruit came from this tree, and, yeah. and they, they got the keys now, and I couldn't be prouder. It ain't oh, about that's us. That's right, what's right, saying. right, facts. Well, I just want to say to y'all again, man, uh, just thank you. Uh, I think y'all mentioned, uh, you know, one of y'all, you know, this is rare, period, in my opinion, to be able to make that phone call to all three of you and that you guys were willing to just share y'all experiences with us. Did I mention it was storming us? And it was storming. (laughs) He drove an hour to come do this sit down. I don't want that to go overlooked. I really appreciate y'all for this, but I really feel like I'm real big on document your affairs, document your affairs. It's important for it to be recognized, the work that you've done and, you know, what you, as they say, put on for, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that Detroit know that and that I love that y'all were willing to share on this platform. And it was moments in time that I recognized I'm really just talking to people that I respect and love. um, And I just had to let them go twice, Mm -hmm. you know, his brother keeps saying Huey on the Oh Yeah podcast. Right, and right. This boy right. Huey on Oh Yeah podcast. Right, right. But you got to recognize that this is love. Right. right. These are people yeah. that I, I, I've known y'all. Y'all have known me. You know what I mean? So 
I, I thank y'all for that. And I don't want that to go overlooked. Um, at, at any point in time, y'all want to promote anything going on. I hope y'all share that with the Oh Yeah podcast, mm-hmm. Super Producer Q. And I got to give another shout out to some other folks who I consider my OGs. And that's Liquor God Dwayne sitting here with us, doing hard work here in the city. Y'all better tap in with him. And that boy Al Wilson over there, mm-hmm. one of the legendary promoters mm-hmm. of the city of Detroit, mm-hmm. and that crack and sizzle. And again, thank him for letting us chill here at Cut It Out International. Come get tapered up, man. They crack jokes on me because I ain't let mine go. You know what I mean? But I'm cool with it. So thank y'all for joining in with us with another episode of the Oh Yeah podcast. Make sure y'all continue to check in with these brothers and follow. I don't care what record they pushing. It's going to be a good one because they say they ain't never had a bad record to push. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll let your boy, Mr. Oh Yeah, Detroit's number one ambassador, document your affairs, baby. I'll let you on the next one.